Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Papua New Guinea puts up its hand to host international rugby tournaments. New Zealand is keen to fit in at the Pacific Games in Samoa. And the semi-finalists are found in the OFC Champions League football competition. But first, Fiji have won a record-extending fifth Hong Kong Sevens title in a row after beating France 21-7 in the cup final. Miniasi Tuimamba was named player of the match, offloading to Vilimoni Botitu for the opening try before scoring two of his own, either side of a penalty try to France. Fiji coach Gareth Baber dedicated his side's victory to the families affected by the terror attacks in New Zealand. Yeah, it's a fantastic feeling. I'm sure it'll sink in over the next two or three days. But um, I think all of this has been in the backdrop of what's happened in Christchurch. Um, obviously, our hearts and our thoughts go out to all those families, and this is a dedication to them. Fiji's triumph lifts them above New Zealand into second place in the World Series standings, seven points behind the United States, who beat Samoa 22-10 in the playoff for third place. A third straight appearance in the Cup knockout rounds has lifted Samoa to sixth place overall. Meanwhile, Ireland and Brazil won a core spot on next season's Men's and Women's World Series after winning their respective qualifier competitions. Tonga were eliminated by Chile in the men's quarterfinals, while the Cook Islands failed to win a match in the pool stage. Papua New Guinea were outclassed by eventual runners-up Scotland in the women's quarterfinals. The governor of Papua New Guinea's National Capital District wants to see international rugby tournaments become a regular site in Port Moresby. Powers Park Op attended the Hong Kong Sevens over the weekend, where Fiji defended the men's title, and the Papua New Guinea Palace reached the quarterfinals of the Women's World Series qualifier. He was part of a delegation that met with World Rugby Vice Chairman Augustine Pichot at the weekend, and says there are a number of suitable venues in the capital that could host rugby events. We have uh, two existing um, stadiums that have hosted international events, regional events, the country games, and the 20 FIFA Women's World Cup. We've also hosted the uh, Rugby League World Cup last year. So, you know, we have the ability in the industry to host uh, Richard Ovett international tournaments. And then uh, our own stadium, um, Sabre Murray, should be completed this year. This is a stadium that will be owned by the city, managed by the city, under our control. So, you know, we are planning for the opening of that uh, wonderful stadium. We want to see more community events. It is um, accessible and used to the maximum uh, by the city for different events, but uh, equally and particularly for sporting promotion. Uh, we need because uh, for us in Port Moresby, um, one of our major pathways is using sport to you know, give uh, young people an opportunity to lift themselves. And not just uh, in but mostly, but PNG is generally, you know, one of the best and way to, um, you know, give a good opportunity to our young people to still sports. It's uh, an area in which our people, you know, can 
progress from being uh, nobody to somebody, from a uh, you know uh, unknown to a hero. So you know sports generally, but uh, now we are looking at uh, for me as governor of Kansas City, I'm looking at. Uh, rugby because uh, it's an international game and for us to partner with the PNG uh, Rugby Union Federation it will be a win-win. We will be sponsoring, uh, promoting the code, giving a pathway for young people both male and female but uh, equally um, leveraging that uh, international game to promote our city and our people and our country and that's uh, something that I'm passionate about as governor of Calcutta City. We, we want to showcase Port Mosby as a place in which uh, people can come, things are positive, you know, tourists can come, um, you know, we can host events like APEC, you know, conferences and cultural events and, of course, sporting tournaments. So it's along with that vision that we are here in Hong Kong. And I'm very pleased with the discussion on Saturday with the Vice Chairman of World Rugby. is positive. Uh, but we know uh, we have to start humbly, and we can start uh, tournament with the first, second tier countries like PNG and uh, other smaller Pacific countries. We are not really strong on uh, rugby yet. Under 18 could be also an opportunity, but also we want to uh, host the women's tournament in the Pacific and uh, also, if possible, um, globally as well. Governor, are you, are you quite are you quite open to? Any kind of rugby tournament. Uh, you mentioned under 18s and men's and and, and women's. Um, you know, wh- whether that was seven aside, ten aside, um, fifteen aside. Yeah, uh, when we want to emulate the Fijians, the Fijians are such a story. We are very proud of them, uh, but we think probably we can follow the same pathway. And this is uh, our plan, and we are in dialogue, of course, with our you know, Federation and PNG, that um, we stick to uh, 7th and 10th. We don't rush to 15th. We've got to crawl and walk before we could fly. And we are trying to fly before we could even crawl and walk. So our plan is to host mainly 7th and 10th, both males and females, second layer. If uh, we could host uh, first-tier countries too, we are keen on that too, um, and under 18. Rugby league is obviously the most popular sport in Papua New Guinea, but even after a very difficult few years for rugby union where they didn't have a home ground and they didn't really have many matches or, or any um, organisation, uh, I know that's obviously changed. There's uh, you know been a, a change with the rugby union in the last year, so they've got new new people in charge, but the, the teams have still done quite well. The Sevens team still made it to the Commonwealth Games and the, the women's side were at the Hong Kong tournaments. Uh, at the weekend, and, and the men played quite a lot last season, so that, that's quite a strong base for, for Papua New Guinea to, to start from and build from. Yes, um, I think rugby league uh, has already been put on a strong foundation. It can only advance and grow from here on. Um, good pathway for young people that will continue to support rugby league. They've got uh, enough government support, corporate support, the facilities are there, and the pathway is clear. But uh, Rugby Union has been neglected, but the potential is there, especially to promote the code itself, but also to leverage it uh, to promote um, our people and our our, our country. Um, you know, I, for me as a, as a political leader, I look at you know the coverage that sevens you know and intense 
since even in like uh, Fiji and New Zealand and Australia, around the world. Uh, in rugby league, we don't get that type of coverage. We hosted uh, a rugby league uh, World Cup, but it's only covered perhaps in Australia, New Zealand, UK, France, maybe, and PNG. But with the rugby union, it's covered globally. So for me, uh, I can see this would be a win-win. So last year we started to invest in um, rugby union. We supported the Palais going to the um, World Cup, not in Los Angeles, but it's California somewhere. And then now we tend to watch them play. They played very well, very competitive. They won two games, lost two games, but uh, they got the skills and talents. They just don't have the, you know, um, they've not been doing enough game time to develop the ability to maintain competition at this high high level. And if they play more, uh, they'll be as good as the other teams that are advancing to the finals. That's the Governor of Papua New Guinea's National Capital District, Powers Parkop. The New Zealand Olympic Committee says it's important to be humble and respectful of traditions as they prepare for an increased presence at the upcoming Pacific Games in Samoa. New Zealand will be competing in seven sports in Apia in July, four years after making their Pacific Games debut alongside Australia in Port Moresby, where they entered athletes in weightlifting and taekwondo. Team New Zealand chef de mission Christy Hill says they're looking forward to competing alongside their Pacific Island neighbours. We're really excited to be invited to the Pacific Games. I think in the last couple of years, the um, island, the Pacific Games nation, wanted to, I suppose, increase the competition of the um, Games altogether. So we've invited, been invited to participate in six sports in previous, I think there were four sports. So it's, it's a gradual thing, but certainly, I mean, to be able to participate in something of, of this nature, particularly we are part of the Pacific you know, I, think, I really do think it's an exciting time to um, be in amongst our Pacific brothers and sisters. It's an interesting role reversal, whereas, you know, traditionally in, in many sports in this part of the world, New Zealand and Australia tend to dominate their Pacific neighbours, um, you know, by a few exceptions. But here very much we have the big brothers being invited into what is very much and has been the Pacific Islands game. So it's it's kind mm. of, uh, you know, I imagine that's something you're quite conscious of, the, the fact that this is an event they've built up over years and they want to grow it. But uh, also, as you say, you've been invited. Yeah, and, and I'm, you know, mindful of, of us um, coming into these games and, and ensuring that, you know, this is connection between New Zealand and Australia with the Pacific Nations. And it's always, well, I think it's my approach is to be humble and ensure that we fit into these games. We acknowledge our hosts and their traditions and we acknowledge um, the people of the Pacific who and many of them live in our, in our country and call themselves New Zealanders so um, it's really important to make those connections and, and ensure that we um, see ourselves as part of the Pacific in, in, this, in these games. You went obviously involved with the, the team as I understand it in 2015 in Port Moresby but uh, what did New Zealand learn from that experience? To actually understand what our role is in these games and to prepare the athletes for that, for any games really, it doesn't matter if it's Pacific Games or if it's the Olympic Games, there's some you know, things around social media that we need to enforce with our athletes, um, there's preparing them for the, the heat and the conditions and those types of things. Yeah, so, so for us really we, we use these games to ensure any games that we take the learnings and we um, are more prepared than we were the previous time. And uh, so, so this time, I think, from what I can see here, it's uh, about 60 athletes, roughly, that you guys are looking to send in archery, athletics, beach volleyball, football, sailing, taekwondo and weightlifting. Does that sound about right? Yep, that's one, six sports. Uh, was it six or seven? Seven sports, yes.
I don't know if the selection process has been final is final yet, but um, is there sort of a profile of athlete you're trying to send? Is it, is it athletes to develop? Are, are some of them trying to, you know, things like weightlifting, there's Olympic qualification points on offer? Uh, you know, what, what, what sort of mix of athletes would you be likely to be sending? Yeah, each of the sports have sort of different, I suppose, objectives. So I understand that athletics has named um, their team for the Games, and I understand that there'll be there's about nine athletes who are probably more in the development part of, of their sport. Then you've got the archery. Um, they'll be sending six athletes, and I understand that's a um, Olympic qualifier. So for archery, it'll be the more of the competitive side. So you've got football, who are using this as preparation for uh, the Olympic qualifiers. I think this is, a, is a, quite a good time to be able to send a team and um, get used to the specific um, conditions and um, play in a, in a tournament against people of, that they actually are going to be playing against. So that's good preparation. I think with weightlifting, there's, there's a mix of... Um, mix of athletes in there with some looking to um, accrue points for the um, to help them to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and then there's some, I think, at the other end who are looking to develop and, and give some athletes some exposure to the game, such as sailing. So it, it'll be quite a, a mix of athletes on the sort of quite elite adult spectrum of athletes down to those who are developing and the sports are really wanting to give them exposure to a multi-game sporting environment. I imagine, um, you know, trying to convince a bunch of athletes to, to go to Samoa for two weeks, it's probably not too hard to get people putting their hands up. <laughs> Especially in the middle of our uh, winter, yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what were your sort of feelings on, um, you obviously got to see uh, a lot of the venues, uh, most of them obviously already established, just getting some mm. uh, some spruce ups and, and obviously the Games Village at the um, the, the Faliola compound. What, mm. So what, what, what were your sort of feelings or New Zealand's feelings on, uh, on, on the setup over there? I went to the... Uh, Youth Commonwealth Games in 2015 as, as not as an athlete, but as an athlete support, and I'm pretty familiar with all the facilities. They're pretty top-notch, actually, and when we went to go visit, they're all, pretty much every every single venue is under renovations in preparation for this game, so I've got no doubt that those are going to be top-quality venues. The village is a traditional village, um, which uh, I think was a result of having to pick up the tournament at last minute from Tonga, and I understand that the hotels and motels weren't available but we were shown around the Faliola village which is a Methodist compound and we are going to be basically hosted by the Methodist community there and it's a traditional village so it'll be different to what we're used to but I think it's you know it's a wonderful opportunity to provide to young athletes and young New Zealanders to actually experience a Samoan culture and, and Samoan hospitality and, and that is, is certainly what we're going to be getting um, during this time, so I think um, I'm actually quite excited by the fact that we are hosted in, in, in a compound like this. We um, have spoken to the organisers, and they're pretty confident that they'll have to bring in extra toilets and things like that. But other than that, um, they've done a lot of preparation and, the, and worked with the Methodist Church to, um, yeah, to ensure that we we can fit. I think it's something like 4,000 athletes and support staff that'll be staying in this, this compound, which is, it's a massive village, um, essentially. So that's the setup. So it was quite um, interesting to see how they managed to pull that together and work with the village to um, to get enough athletes into the same space. That's the shift to mission for the New Zealand Pacific Games team, Christy Hill. Four teams remain in the OFC Champions League football competition with New Caledonia to host a semi-final doubleheader in Numea later this month. Nine-time champions Auckland City thrashed Papua New Guinea's Toti City 4-0. 
setting up a Final Four showdown away to AS Magenta, who crushed Tahiti's Central Sport eight goals to nil. Meanwhile, Jose Figueres' defending champs, Team Wellington, eased past Henderson Eels from Solomon Islands six goals to one to seal a semi-final clash against New Caledonia's Iongian Sport, who pipped Fiji's Bar two goals to one after extra time. They're a good side. It's always, you know, we experience going away how difficult it is, and, and for them as well. But you know, we know that they they have a lot of threats going forward. And, and as you said, you know that that goal when actually we probably could have been three or four up at that time, uh, you know, puts a few nerves in. And um, but look, the boys showed their character and personality in the second half to come out and and, uh, and finish strong. Yeah, especially in that second spell, you certainly had a lot of chances. You know, hitting them on the break a lot and. Jack got two goals, probably feels like he should have got 100 uh, at times. Uh, but, um, you know, you must be pleased with the sort of opportunities and, you know, chance creations you, you were getting. Yeah, that's it. And we just we needed just to be a bit more organised and, and tidier and crisper with the ball to move them around and create those chances. We didn't quite do that enough in the first half. Um, but as you said, once we got into our rhythm and start doing what we do well, then chances appear and, you know, we, we stick them away. Henderson, obviously, this is their first year in the O-League and, and they upset La Talker on home turf. So uh, with that in mind, you know, with a few of their national players that have just gone and beaten Chinese Taipei as well, I suppose they're a sort of team that can, you know, potentially create a bit of magic in the middle there and, you know, keep you honest. Yeah, they can. And look, in the first half, you know, a couple of other, you know, efforts from outside the box that Scotty's had to do well in, in goal. And uh, look, we keep saying every year um, there's, there's a lot of talent uh, in, in the islands. Uh, you know, they finished runner-up in their league last year in a really tough league. Um, but, you know, the, the important thing coming out of the group was to get this home semi-final um, on, a, on a typical Wellington day today. It's, uh, you know, a big advantage. Yeah, um, and obviously now you have to travel, uh, but after a, a cold Sunday afternoon in Wellington, you might be uh, looking forward to hopefully some warmer climates over in New Caledonia. Yeah, it will be a few degrees warm over there, but look, we're going to uh, a, a player team we know really well. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a really strong team. Um, we'll go over there with, with a lot of respect. We've got to be right at the top of our game and in front of their home fans, um, which come out in numbers. Um, we know it's going to test everything about us so uh, you know we need to show the qualities that we showed in the second half uh, especially uh, and you know we'll um, we'll give ourselves the best shot and what does it mean for your team obviously for so many years you were trying to get over the hurdle of the o-league of the oceania champions league to win it you finally done that and, and now here you are trying to defend it does it change your approach in any way uh no, no look we, we we've, we're pretty uh, um you know consistent on what we do and how we approach things game by game but we said last year when we won it and we went to UAE that we, we didn't want it just to be once a one-off. You know, we want to go back. We want to defend the title. Um, look, the, the, we haven't qualified for the O-League next year because of uh, the league placing in the final last week. So there's even more motivation to go out and, you know, retain our title, hopefully. And, and there's nothing like, like in Europe where if you win it, you get to stay in it, do you know? No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. So, uh, look, that means even more motivation to, you know, lift some silverware and, and go back to the big prize uh, later on in the year. Indeed, and I guess after last week, and as you say, with the league placing, you know, this means this is this is it for the year, really, isn't it? This is this this yeah. is this is the prize on offer. That's it, and look, it just means we can be absolutely fully focused and give a hundred ten percent in the next couple of weeks in our in our preparation. That's the team Wellington football coach Jose Figuera, and that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.